to the last episode of this season. This is episode 15. I'm your host, Big Taj, and today we're going to talk about spirit gods. We're going to talk about social memory complexes, and we're going to talk about archangels because we need to know in this episode who we can call on for help. Y'all, today is so bittersweet because I'm actually wrapping up this season and, you know, the next couple weeks up until January 3rd, we won't have an episode each week. Um, It's going to be the break between season one and season two, but we have been going strong for 16 weeks and I'm kind of low-key proud of myself because, again, I do not have sustainable energy, so it's hard for me to do anything that requires me to do it over and over again. And Sister Girl made it 16 weeks with taking one week off because... I needed to plan and I still end up doing everything last minute anyway. So <laughs> the planning did not work, but I appreciate y'all hanging in there with me this next month and a half. I'm really going to take some time to make sure that I get up on episodes. I'm probably going to um, go ahead and write all the episodes, which I'm really excited about. It is going to require me to do a lot of reading and a lot of research. Um, so I'm going to spend a lot of time doing that, which is exciting because I'm already reading like two books right now. Um, that are really going to help me with this next season. So I'm excited. This entire season was about us getting to know us on a spiritual level, knowing what we're capable of, knowing what's out there. And um, this last episode is going to bring about what help we have. And then next season, we're going to talk more about like the universe and talk about the laws that we need to know and uh, talk about hermetic principles, which have to do with Thoth because Thoth and Hermes are the same person. And we're going to jump into like the hidden esoteric knowledge that we don't know about. So I'm really excited for what is to come y'all. And I'm so glad that some of y'all have stuck with me since the beginning. I appreciate y'all. I really didn't have no direction here and it turned out really great. So, <laughs> so I'm excited and thank you so much for all the feedback. People are telling me, I'm starting to get people to tell me that I'm changing their lives and stuff like that. I'm also starting to get people uh, scamming people using my likeness too. So y'all watch out out there. You know, I will never reach out to y'all for readings or anything like that. I just don't have enough time in a day, baby. So, um, so yeah, so I just wanted to say, I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. And we're going to hop right into this episode. And then at the end of the episode, I'm kind of going to bring this entire season to like a full close and tell y'all what y'all should have taken away. Um, I, it was a lot of information given in this season. So if you need to stop and go back and re-listen, please do that. Somebody wrote me and said, they listened to my podcast three times, girl, shout out to you. Cause that's a full time job, <laughs> but I love y'all. Y'all, I appreciate y'all. And let's hop into spirit guides. Alrighty, so in this episode, again, we're going to cover the energetic beings that we can call on for help. So we're going to start with spirit guides. So the first normal question would be like, what are spirit guides? And basically, um, they could have used to be humans just like us. And they've decided to, instead of continuing their journey and reincarnating to help other people from the third plane, which is basically like a place where people go to review their life. And they also can take like just a pause in their evolutionary process to give back. Okay. So uh, spirit guides are um, energetic beings that live on the third plane and help entities create a soul plan, which includes every part of your human experience from your family that you're born into the way that you look, the work that you will do. And yes, you do pick your face, you pick your appearance, right? Your rising sign, if you don't know, and your birth chart is actually associated with appearance. So for example, me, I'm a Libra rising and most of all Libra risings have very symmetrical faces. Everything is really balanced because Libra is about balance. Another Libra rising would be Beyonce. She has a very symmetrical face. So um, your rising sign actually tells you about your appearance as well. Um, 
which is really cool. And then the veil of forgottenness just makes us forget like our mission on earth, but we actually made the choice of our entire experience. We know exactly what's going to happen. Um, from friends, family, relationships, all of that, they're all supposed to be contributing to our soul's evolution. So even those toxic ass fucking relationships, yeah, we picked them. And those, a lot of those beings that come into our life to deliver those toxic relationships are really our besties on the other side, but they have come and incarnated, incarnated with us to try to help us on our soul's mission. So I don't know that to me kind of helps me with forgiveness, but it's also like I could punch you in your throat because you ain't had to do all that. But we do choose. We do choose the people and we do choose the experiences that we're going to have. So the next good question is like, how does our soul evolve? How are they helping us? And they're helping us through expanding our consciousness. So in layman's terms, there is a lesson in every single experience that you have. You acquire knowledge about the person or you get to know them. Then your feelings get involved, which are meant to provide you understanding about how you feel about the knowledge so that you can make the appropriate decision based off of what you know and how you feel about the situation. Okay. So again, it all comes back to that Holy Trinity, aligning your thoughts, your feelings, and your action, how you feel, how you think, and how you act should all align. They should be in balance and everything is about coming to this place of balance. Another thing that's really cool that I just want to mention to y'all is that, yes, even people who have disabilities choose their disability because whatever soul plan that they're on, having a disability is going to help them to unlock a new aspect of their enlightenment process. So this is why they a lot of spirits, once they cross over, I get this question a lot because y'all know I'm a medium and people say, well, my aunt was disabled. Will you be able to connect with her? And it's always yes, because a lot of souls get to choose whether or not they can shed their disability or they want to shed their disability once they cross back over. The disability is something that is temporary for this physical plane in order for them to unlock certain aspects of their enlightenment process um, because there's certain struggles that come along with literally everything. So we choose every aspect of ourselves and that should give you a new appreciation for yourself, for your life, a new love for yourself because you literally designed yourself from scratch on the third plane before you brought your ass here okay so that should I mean I don't know about y'all but that makes me happy that makes me um start to pay attention to what I chose you know and start to pay attention to myself and baby I chose correctly okay because I'm I'm that girl anyways you should feel like that stuff about you should feel like that about yourself too though y'all now you have a principal guide or a main guide who will be with you your entire incarnation they are meant to help you see your plan through now during incarnation some people have reported that their guides have come to them and let them know that they were deciding to either go to a higher realm or to reincarnate y'all this is just like work if you got a manager like for real, your principal God is like your manager and is literally just helping you like, hey, bestie, this ain't right. Or hey, bestie, you need to move in this way. And they really just trying to guide you. And they're supposed to be with you um, your entire incarnation. And some of these principal gods can actually go with you after you pass as well, because they're not mainly focused. Like not all of them are uh, going to stick with you just through this earthly plane. Some of them will stick with you for a very long time. Um 
And they can even be your spirit guides on the third plane, which is crazy. So um, you have this principal guide and they're just going to be like the main person, the point of contact, right? Then you have other guys who are meant to help you with certain challenges or obstacles. They watch over you and send you guidance on your soul's path. This guidance is determined by what you focus on again. So if you're constantly paying attention to angel numbers, they will put some of those in your path. Or if you prefer tarot cards, they'll put the right cards in your path. Um, same as other tools of divination. Um, but spirit guides exist beyond the astral plane and the third plane. Um, they are constantly interacting with people who are incarnated on earth because their job is to make sure that we complete our soul's mission or our de destiny. That is why they are called teachers, guides. Sometimes they're called ascended masters. Now, ascended masters are typically on the sixth plane, but there are some that work on the third plane because they help people who are here on earth and who have open channels that they're able to channel their energy through. Okay. So they are meant to help us ascend and expand our consciousness. So when we reach the third plane, the goal is to determine whether you will reincarnate to finish your soul's journey or stay and help other souls evolve on their journey as a spirit guide. We get to choose with our free will, whichever path that we want to take. Now, spirit guides are actually assigned to one student or they're assigned to multiple earth students. It really just depends on where they are in their evolutionary process. And they know your soul's plan. Okay. They know your life path, your purpose, and they kind of act like a teacher with a lesson plan and they help you to develop and achieve your goals. So the more successful you are, as a spirit guide, the higher you will ascend. So just like school guides are graded on their success rate as well um, and rewarded, so are these spirit guides. So you directly affect their ascension plan. So I don't know, but that puts a fire under me too because not I'm holding you back a grade because I just can't pick up what you're putting down, okay? So they actually are reviewed and graded based off of how well they do as a spirit guide. So this is what... I mean, when I say that the third plane is where you are in review and have to make choices and do labor, this is the labor. The labor is basically helping people raise their vibration, helping people expand their consciousness. So spirit guides have to stay in a plane that's close to earth. That's why they're on the third plane, which is right above the astral plane. So the very first celestial or heavenly plane is where the spirit guides are because they have to stay in and maintain a connection with earth because they're constantly interacting with their students during their incarnation period. And, um, you will guide them until they complete their soul's mission, meaning that the spirit guide typically is going to stay with you for multiple incarnations. So you've probably had the same God forever, um, depending on, you know, if you were on this earth plane or wherever you were in the universe, because they typically stay with you until you complete whatever your soul's mission is. And sometimes they can leave as well. So not all of your, uh, not all of the students that they take on are going to actually get it. So some may stay stuck in the matrix or may have, uh, be hard headed and spirit gods are beings of light, but that does not mean that they don't get frustrated and they don't have a personality y'all. Because if you remember, like when we we're talking about levels of consciousness, in order for you to be a being of light and for you to progress on this positive path for service to others, you only have to be 51% positive. Okay. So that means for 49%, you could be negative. These are like 
And, and, and also we talked about how when you come to the astral plane, right, you still maintain your consciousness. You still have your personality. That's why souls are confused when they pass over because they still have their personality. They still have their mind. Okay. So these are like regular, regular fucking people. It's not all love and light and they're not going, you know, be nice all the time. Sometimes they might check you a little bit and sometimes you need to be checked. So the first time that I met my star guide, y'all, because I was so freaking determined to meet my star guide, I was just like, you know, I know that I'm a being of light. I know I'm a light worker. And I was like, um, I know that there has to be uh, like a place where I come from or whatever. So when I started to astral project, I felt it happening. And I was like, oh my gosh, I set the intention immediately. I was like, I'm going to go see my star guide. So I go and see my star guide and the star guide comes against me. And I was being weird, y'all, because I was trying to walk through. I don't even know what the hell I was doing. And the guy was like, what the fuck are you doing? Basically, she told me to get in the car and I'm like, I don't know you. And she was like, Taja. And I was like, all right, cool. I did tell you that I was coming. So it's cool. I'm going to get in the car. And, um, she was, she started talking to me in a light language y'all. And I was like the second time I heard light language and I recognized it from TikTok. Cause there's a girl who's on TikTok and she does a lot of light messages. And so I recognized it and I was like, Oh, this is light language. And I was like, it's actually really similar to French. I'm actually really good at French. And my spirit guy looked at me y'all and was like, are you? And I was like, Oh, bitch, I know you're not on my top because y'all I've been doing French since I was in high school and I'm probably in year what 18, 19, 20, and I can read it. I can write it. But when it comes to speaking it, baby, uh, the cat be having my tongue. So it was actually funny because it was just like, damn, this is a relatable ass being. And you know, when we think about stuff that we're not aware of, we got like this certain amount of fear that comes with that. When you don't have enough knowledge, there is knowledge the absence of knowledge is fear. So I was thinking that these beings was going to be love and light and it was going to be all kiki, ha ha, you know, and it's like, you know, like fucking Jesus or some shit. And they not like that at all. Like they are like normal, regular, regular people. They just care about other beings and they, they're loving and they want to see other people evolve. Okay. So, so yeah, um, they're not what you think they are. But they are always around you. They're always checking in with you. Like she literally was like, I be around. And I'm like, girl, I mean, obviously, if you know how shitty I am at French. <laughs> so they are literally always around checking in on you. Remember that they're on a higher plane than you, which means that they can kind of look down into your plane and see what the hell you're doing. They don't even got to really come and sit with you. But but some of them will. So um, whenever these spirit guides finish their assignment with a student, they will get the choice again to reincarnate and be a light worker because again, all light workers come from this third plane and they are meant to create balance on the earth or continue on as a spirit guide is the other option and be assigned to another student. So it can happen either one of those ways. Um, the book that I'm reading that I told you guys about the light workers guide to the astral realm is really good because she tells a lot of stories about her experience with her spirit guides. She had been in contact with her spirit guides since she was like two. And the first time her spirit guide appeared was as a fairy. And that made me think of the fairly odd parents on um, with Timmy Turner. Y'all. Those are spirit guides. Those are not like fairies or anything. Those are spirit guides. They get to choose how they look and how they appear to you based on where you are in your level of conscience and also what you typically reference. So, so yeah, I thought that was really cool. So a lot of the third plane beings don't want to go back to earth, but some will sacrifice themselves because the planet need help. So the light workers are usually the people who live a life of service to others when they get back to earth. 
So spirit guides have to continue to work on the third plane until they have been successful enough in ascending or raising their own consciousness enough to go to the next level. So a God's ascension process is again, based on the progress of their earth students and how effective they were in guiding us. So when you need your guides, they are always there and ready to help. All you have to do is ask, they know who you are, right? Because they only have, you know, they have a select amount of students. So when you say I'm talking spirit guides, I I need your help with this or whatever the case may be. If you don't know their names, they know that you're talking to them because you're literally, they've been waiting for you to talk to them this whole damn time. Okay. So they know they're aware. Um, they're always around you and checking in on you and putting thoughts into your mind to move you towards the right direction for your soul's destiny. They even sometimes are, if you know, you know how, like sometimes you going down a street and you get this intuition, you get this hunch that you need to turn because it might be traffic up ahead. That is your spirit guides. They're literally like, uh, uh, baby, we ain't got time to be sitting in this. Go ahead and bust this right. Okay. So they're communicating with you all the time, but a lot of us just aren't paying attention. Okay. Now, again, they will appear to you in a familiar way so they can look human. They can appear as animals, as angels or as mythical creatures. Like, again, like fairy eye parents um, that I was telling you about. They just appear based on what you focus on in your environment. And in fact, the other light workers guide to the astral realm said her principal God, again, appeared to her as like a fairy. Um, she's had her God appear to her as a person, as an orb of light. It just depends. OK, so. Whatever you're into is whatever they're going to show you. So remember, in the non-physical realms, your focus creates your reality. So what you expect to see creates their appearance because they are just pure energy and have shed their physical body. There's no need for them to have a physical body. So they're just consciousness and they're accommodating us just so that we have a reference point. So um, in the non-physical realms, appearance doesn't really exist. And eventually, as you continue to learn this information, um, and, and expand your consciousness, you'll stop caring about appearance as well. And I'm, I'm not going to lie, I'm a little shallow. So I'm kind of waiting on that like Christmas. So the third plane of frequency is meant to be of service to earth and they match our frequency closer than any of the higher realms. So they are souls that are at a crossroad in their journey or spiritual development process. So they choose to be gods opposed to reincarnating as light workers on earth because uh, let's be honest, earth is ghetto. So they just be like, you know what? I'm gonna watch from afar and y'all can do what y'all do. So I don't have to worry about the anxiety, the stress, the whatever. Sometimes they'll take like a pause and they'll just work from the astral plane or one of the astral planes. Okay. So they can change their role at any time though. Um, so again, like sometimes if your guide decides in the middle of them guiding you, especially if they've been with you for a couple incarnations and you're just not getting it, they can decide uh, to reincarnate and help you on the earthly plane. So sometimes they can appear as your kids. They can appear as like your neighbor's kids. And sometimes they can incarnate at the same time as you and end up being like your best friend throughout your life. So, um, those people are sometimes soulmates, but spirit guides, some of them may be your spirit guides and they're meant to help you along this process. Okay. Um, so they can even choose to reincarnate again in close proximity to you, but these guides work together too. So your main God is like the manager or like the head of staff, but these other gods are coming in for specific tasks. And sometimes what they'll do is commune and because they have different tasks, but all have a common goal, they'll kind of help 
each other while they try to help you evolve. So there is a lot of team effort that kind of goes into this. And in addition, sometimes your principal guide will stay with you once you pass on and start acting as a spirit guide to someone else too, but also you, and they can even help you again. Um, when you are in this developmental developmental period after death, you know, they can help you with the review process to figure out whether or not, you know, you want to incarnate to earth or if you decide to stay on the astral realm, you know, and re recreate a life there, they can also help and guide you in that situation as well. Okay. Whatever you desire. Um, but they try very hard to communicate with us on earth. Um, if they can't reach us again, um, that's when they start. That's when we start getting signs and synchronicities. When we start getting deja vu, um, that's them trying to communicate with us. But they try to get our attention in a creative way so that we can take notice and move in the desired direction. Sometimes they'll give us prophetic dreams as well. Um, they take their job very seriously because, again, um, it took a lot of energy for them to raise their energetic vibration and maintain it to help others on earth. Because remember, the third plane is the first celestial plane of what we would consider to be the first heavenly plane. So no dark entities can go here or entities that are on the path of service to self can reach this plane because it's pure love energy. OK, so it requires them to keep their energy high and maintain that energy. And on top of that what what you do in this life directly affects them okay so if a if a student doesn't complete their life lesson then the spirit god has to stay with them until it's completed because they can't ascend unless we succeed in our evolutionary path so when you don't learn your life lessons you are in a sense holding your gods back as well from moving forward they don't just give up or anything and be like you know what this one is defective like they don't do that um and they can be with you for many lifetimes until you complete your lesson um then after you've completed your lesson, you will be given another guide who can take you further and expand, expand your consciousness more if that guide is not equipped to do it. So next, let's talk about what our guides can do for us, specifically the ones on the third plane. And then we're going to talk about the beings that are on the fourth, fifth, sixth and seventh plane. And then after that, we'll kind of just wrap up what we've kind of learned from the season. OK, so. Um, they can help us with a wide range of things from small to importance. Um, for example, you can call on them to help you like remember where you put your keys or to help you to find a parking spot, etc. They will help you, but they don't necessarily like being bothered with the small mundane stuff because they would rather um, like help you get more aligned so that you can get into a vibration of your highest good where you do not lose your keys and you can actually remember where your keys are like they would they would rather you. Um, help you to remain conscious enough to not lose stuff in the first place or help you to believe that what you want is already done and just know that the parking spot is going to be available to you. Okay. Um, they may become frustrated with those small things. So sometimes they might not even answer you because again, like I said, they are beings of light, meaning that they love humanity and have a love for humanity, but they still have a personality. Okay. They're, they only have to be positive 50% of the time. And sometimes they could be like, stop playing in my face right now, because I've been trying to get in contact with you. Are you going to contact me about some damn keys? Right. So they could be like that, but not all of them are like that though. They can become very frustrated if you keep getting caught up in stuff that's unimportant or superficial stuff that doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. Your spirit guides are at a higher realm, so they can see the future in a way, okay, meaning that they can project themselves into the future. 
and um they have like a lot of like forward thoughts or have a lot of like prophetic abilities okay so um they can use these abilities to assist you and prepare you for what is to come um like i said again they can project themselves into the incoming timeline to see what is ahead for you and when you are at a, on a certain path they can kind of like warn you of upcoming obstacles and lows and pitfalls that you may experience so it, it's really beneficial to actually lead, lean on your gods because sometimes i'll be in meditation and and I'll get like, uh, I'll say like something throughout the day and then I'll get in meditation and I'll get clarity about it. Like, for example, I was like, oh my gosh, I want a spiritual school. Like, why don't I have a spiritual school? And I was like thinking about that all day. And then when I went into meditation, I heard you already have it. And I'm like, no, I don't. I'm like, I'm thinking I'm gonna have a building and people can come and we can, you know, plant, you know, herbs and talk about life and all this type of shit. And then my guy was like, your podcast. And I was like, holy shit, my podcast, I'm teaching people at the beginning. I was giving homework. I'm giving resources. Like it is kind of like a spiritual school. It's a new age spiritual, spiritual school. And I wasn't able to appreciate it because I was attached to a certain outcome. That's why it's so important that we not get attached to what the outcome and what we think is going to look like. Because for me, it looks completely different than I fucking thought, but it doesn't mean I don't have a fucking spiritual school because I feel like this podcast is a spiritual school. So um, it's actually interesting how they communicate with you and, and what they bring to your attention, especially if you're a person who ends up living in your head like myself. So, so yeah, so they can also ask questions about, you can also ask them questions about which path is more aligned with your highest good. If you're making a big decision, I always ask for specific signs when I'm making a decision so that my answer is clear. So I'll say if, assist, if, the situation a is for my highest good, show me this. If B is for my highest good, show me that. Okay, that's usually what I say, and it works out really well. I actually just did a TikTok uh, giving you guys some of the results that I got recently, which was crazy. Um, but they are here to help you, and they want to be of service. They also they are going to always welcome you with open arms. So, um, but it is up to us to build a relationship with them because we're supposed to have a relationship with them. So I was reading this book that said, if you're trying to build a relationship with your guides or your higher self, you should let your guides know your intentions. Let them know, hey, I'm trying to build and develop a relationship with you over the next 90 days. Um, I'm going to be asking you, you know, little questions throughout the day just to get a response. Okay. And then ask them like 10 questions a day with the understanding that they can never make a choice for you. So don't ask them like, what choice can I make? But just ask them which path is more aligned with your highest good. Understand polarity does not exist in their plane. So there is no good. There's no bad for them when it comes to choosing a path. It's just like this path is more aligned with you and the other path is not. Okay. Um, so during that 90 days, you want to stop using any tools of divination. So no tarot cards, no pendulums or anything like that. And you want to rely solely on the guidance from your guides and also be clear on how you want to receive your messages. If you want angel numbers or symbols, be specific. You can also just ask them to show you a yes and like close your eyes, go into meditation and say, spirit guides, show me a yes. And then literally just sit there and wait for your body to react. Um, sometimes it it can be a ringing in your ear. Sometimes it could be a numbness in your arm. Just feel what they, what they, uh, how they choose to communicate with you and then ask them to show you a no and ask them to show you a neutral, or you can actually assign it. And you, you can say, you know what, if it's a yes, I want a high pitch ring in my right ear. If it's a no, I want a low pitch ring in my left ear. And if it's a neutral, I want chills up my spine. Like you can assign it as well, but you have to, to, pick what the symbols are going to be. Um, and once you get that established, then 
Every single time that you feel that, it don't matter if you want to do it or you don't want to do it, don't second guess it. You have to literally trust it. And over these next 90 days, you will be building up this relationship with them. So once they have communicated what you want and, and how they want to help you, you have to commit to asking those those 10 questions a day. You can even write them out for the week or you can ask them as they come up throughout the day. Then the most important part, when you get an answer, do not second guess it. Trust the guidance you are receiving. Now, you still have free will and no, you don't always have to take the advice of your guides, but don't be surprised if they become frustrated with your lack of balance. Okay. So when your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions don't align, um, you know, that could cause them to be frustrated because that's ultimately the main goal. So now that we have talked about the inhabitants or beings of the astral plane and the third plane, let's talk about the beings on the other plane that you can call on for guidance. All right, let's hop into the beings of the fourth plane. Um, the beings of the fourth plane, again, are responsible for um, our planet and the entire universe. They have the powers that humans can access in our own current form. And they use some of those powers through humans that have open channels, which again are going to be like your highly sensitive people, your psychic people, your mediums, um, any open energy centers. So people also who have open heads are probably people who can be communicated with these masters as well. Um, but they are masters in healing, compassion, empathy, and manifestation. Because remember, the fourth plane is associated with the heart chakra. So they are here to help and keep the beauty of earth alive and also keep us in balance and harmony. So they send the planet life force energy and elevate the planet so that earth can maintain a balanced frequency. Now, these beings of the fourth plane are called conscious creators and they have the ability to manifest. They can create with just thought alone and they are teaching us that we can do the same by using this energy. Okay. So like the energy, uh, that's contained in like the law of attraction and the law of attraction is basically you give what you get. So every high vibrational manifestation begins as an energy created by these beings. Okay. So their mission is to elevate the energy of the planet. And they are here to teach us that everything that we take pleasure in, whether it's music views or anything having to do with sight and sound creates a frequency that will help elevate the planet or raise the vibration because emotions or energy emotion like joy, bliss, excitement, enlightenment are all high vibrational emotions uh, along with authenticity. So they help raise the vibe through recognizing the beauty in everything. So Google y'all Google the frequency of emotions chart. If you want to learn more about the emotions and what vibration they hold, because you would be surprised that fear is kind of in the middle, but like depression, sadness are at the very, very bottom greed, jealousy at the bottom. And at the top is more like joy, bliss, excitement, enthusiasm. Okay. And it would behoove you to know like what the energy frequencies and vibrations are so that when you're feeling them, you can check yourself before you wreck yourself. Okay. So these beings also have the gift of clear sight or clairvoyance through their third eye chakra. Okay. So they can see things energetically like high seers. So some, some mediums actually can see auras and see energies. These beings also have that gift as well. So they can see energy in crystals and literally everything. So seeing energy is what makes you a seer. Now there is a, a Hawaiian high seer that is on TikTok. If you guys want to check him out, his name is Kimo and his TikTok name is called the light seer. Um, light L I G H T like the light seer and he sees energy. So if you need like a reference to a high seer and kind of what their abilities are, go check out chemo's page because he does a really great job. He also 
offers readings that will kind of read your aura and stuff like that and read your energy. Um, I think his lowest one, if you like are struggling with unemployment and housing and stuff like that, the lowest reading he offers is like $200 and it kind of goes up from there based on where you are financially because he's trying to help as many people as he possibly can. And he also has like a little nephew who has the same abilities as him. And this is something that's kind of been passed down throughout his family. So um, definitely go check out his channel. He's done something with the Gaia, Gaia channel as well. So you might have seen him um, if you watch the Gaia channel. But these uh, fourth plane beings are master psychics and channel all the psychic abilities to the planet. So they are masters um, at tools of divination and they can project into the future. They are different from spirit guides, but more like mystical seers. So they possess all the clairs. And it has been said that Nostradamus, the guy who made all the important prophecies that tip, that ended up, most of them ended up coming true, was actually channeling information from these beings. So Nostradam Nostradamus is now one of these beings on the fourth plane, apparently. So all psychic channel their energy through these beings. Um, also, we know that we're, they're responsible for beauty. So beauty is an energy that creates its own consciousness and anything that creates energy has its own consciousness because beauty evokes emotional reactions in the body. It is consciousness. So beauty can inspire you to dance or to paint or to create. Therefore, it is really intelligent energy. And they're also responsible for this energy. Um, they channel their energy through artists, poets, and other creatives on the planet because all creative energy comes from here. They also channel their energy through healers. So understand most of our ideas come from channeling energy of these higher beings. Like we are being guided all the time and we think that it's us because we don't think anything else is out there but us. But that's not correct. A lot of the energy, we are tapping into different energy and that gives us whatever it is we're trying to create into this reality. Okay. Um, so again, uh, this should reconfirm that we're not only energetic beings, but we're easily influenced based on the energy we're subjected to or we're tapping into. And since we are creating our reality based on what we focus on in our habits, we need to create rules and boundaries around where we expense our energy, what music we listen to, what media we're consuming, because we are energetically programmable. So energy manipulates and changes our frequency. So we have to be conscious of our environment and the energy around us so that we don't become it because we really are what we eat. We are who we are around. We are the energy that we're constantly uh, subjected to. Okay. So everything created on this planet is an energetic manifestation. We are all the physical manifestations of light and light is just conscious energy. All right. So these fourth plane beings are the energy healers of the planet. They teach humans how to heal and teach them practices to aid in healing. Now I'm a Reiki, I'm a Reiki master. And in training, they always made it a point to say that we don't heal anyone. They heal themselves. So we just act as a medium or a third party to channel the energy, but the energy comes from the universal energy, which is on the fourth plane. Okay. That's where all the healing energy is housed. So they can restore our vitality and energetically align us if we are out of balance by by activating the universal energy inside of us. Now, these beings actually have the power to heal any disease or any ailment, and they're present for every single medical procedure that happens down here on earth. And they actually are able to influence what is happening through their intentions only. And they're right now trying to teach us how to do the same thing so that we can learn how to heal only using our consciousness and our intentions. So um, when the physical body becomes out of energetic alignment with the spiritual body, it causes dis-ease or disease in the body, okay? So that's why you have to have balance in your chakras or in your energy portals. And um, these beings are helping us to do that. So 
every medical invention came from their energy. So um, how do you get out of alignment? One, overthinking, okay? Because overthinking means you have too many thoughts in your head and you're not able to gain clarity or process any emotions or gain understanding about the knowledge you're receiving because you're not able to take in new knowledge either if you're bogged down with all these worries, right? And all this stress, right? And when you're not able to understand the knowledge you receive, you cannot process your emotions, which are supposed to be meant to provide you understanding. So too much unprocessed emotional energy can be anchored into your heart space. And when it's anchored into your heart space, it actually pours over. And that is what causes the disease. And also, again, emotional energy, intense energies are felt in the solar plexus. So it can affect your solar plexus chakra as well. And we know solar plexus is responsible for us managing our thoughts and for us making conscious decisions and regulating our emotions via understanding. Okay, so we have to and we need to have a healthy solar plexus to be in balance because Again, thoughts need to match emotions so that actions can be taken place and wisdom can be applied. Okay. So you can ask for their assistance and you are truly energetically open to receiving, meaning that when you ask for their help, you have to be open to receiving. And if you're open to receiving, then they will help you. Okay. Um, because again, they're here to help you. So, um, they also apparently heal you. A lot of people will travel to this fourth plane to get healing with emotional problems, whether they're conscious or unconscious. I actually had my own experience that was like this. And I woke up in uh, the middle of them doing something to me and I freaked out and the being turned into my brother and I felt this sense of calm. And the next day I woke up, um, I literally had no anxiety. So they don't only help with physical ailments, but they also help with emotional and mental uh, states as well. And um, I freaked the hell out, but I asked for help, but I forgot I asked for help. And then I woke up in the middle of it and I was just like, what the fuck is going on? Why am I on a hospital bed? And why is y'all poking me with shit? And I freaked out and the being, he just became scared. And I can tell it wasn't my brother, but his face kind of like turned into my brother. And then I kind of like became calm and I felt like this love energy. And then I woke up like almost instantly. And the next day I'm telling you y'all. I did not have anxiety for the first time and I experienced peace for the first time and I was so fucking freaked out. I was like, jump, I jumped up and I was like kind of walking around my living room and I'm like, something's missing, something's going crazy. Like what's happening? And then I said, wait a second to calm down, sit down and try to figure it out. And I was like, you do not have a million thoughts in your fucking head right now. Is this what peace feels like? I've never felt this before. So you can actually, you know, call on them for help as well. And it's not a overnight thing like my experience was, but um, I mean, sometimes it can be. And now, y'all, I'm literally addicted to having a clear mind. I will meditate for three hours at a time. I do not care. I I get so much clarity with having a clear mind. So I actively analyze every single thought that comes through my head as if it's not mine. And then I'm deciding whether or not I accept or I reject it. And I don't judge any of my thoughts or my feelings that follow because they are just meant to help us get more understanding. Okay. Sometimes you're going to have like a bad thought or something's going to come in your head. That does not make you a bad person. Okay. Um, that's something that I had to learn. So there is no bad thought in my eyes and just, because I have an emotional reaction to something doesn't mean that I'm a bad person or a shitty friend. I'm just trying to process the information to determine the aligned action to take so that I can continue to evolve and grow. So it creates so much more flow in my life, y'all, when I leaned on this perspective and I was able to realize how important it is to have a clear mind because I'm telling y'all. Now, um, on this plane, there are also alchemists and y'all have probably heard of alchemy before, but it's transforming like metals. It's basically what alchemy is. Um, 
And alchemy actually breaks down to the Egypt. So alchemy is suspected to come from Egypt and it's supposed to be channeled from this fourth plane energy. So Thoth, also known as Hermes in Greek mythology, which is Hermes is responsible for the hermetic principles, which are based off of Thoth. Okay. Um, but he gave us language, literature, art, etc. Um, apparently he was a deity that was a physical manifestation of this alchemy energy and his powers also assisted with us finding precious metals. That's where alchemy comes from. And he was teaching us how to bring metal into its highest form. So this is done by letting the body, your actions, minds, your thoughts and your spirit emotions share intent and have the same intentions. So alchemy teaches us that your spirit has to be elevated to create good thoughts that will in turn create a physical manifestation in its highest form in your reality, which just means you need to be at an elevated emotional state in order to attract the physical things you desire into your reality in its highest form. Okay. Um, so they bring purity of sight and sound healing of the body and expansion of the mind. They are very high in vibration and constantly serve humanity. They give us art, music, and literature, which are very healing and high vibrational energies manifested into something tangible. That's why sometimes y'all, when y'all going through stuff and y'all listen to music and y'all listen to a sound and y'all can relate to it, y'all feel like it is healing. It puts what you're feeling, your unprocessed emotions into words for you. This energy is, is directly channeled from this fourth plane. Okay. So you can tap into this energy by tapping into the law of attraction, which just says positive thoughts, bring positive results while negative thoughts bring negative results. You get what you give. Okay. So you have to manage your thoughts and regulate your emotions to gain access to this energy of the fourth plane. Like you have to manage your thoughts and regulate your emotions to reach the heart chakra. I hope you are seeing the correlation here. This is the fourth plane, which is associated with the heart chakra. So the same thing you have to do to get to the heart chakra, you have to do to get to the fourth plane okay so you can also always um you can also call on these beings from the fourth plane to tap into energy like thoth or aphrodite the goddess of beauty because again this is the plane of beauty the type of energy you want to tap into will tell you who you need to call on if you haven't already gotten familiar with deities or greek mythology because remember deities are just social memory complexes or individual consciousness that have joined together for a common goal so all of our archangels are social memory complexes as well which i'm about to go over with y'all all the archangels and what they do so y'all know you know based on where you are in life who to call on all right so we're gonna start off with the 16 most notable archangels but please know that there are more out there than just these but first archangel michael is who you call on for protection anytime that somebody is doing the root on you anytime somebody is sending black magic away anytime you need protection in general maybe you're uh, going through a psychological warfare, please call on Archangel Michael. He is happy to help you. Okay. Next is Gabriel. Gabriel is who you call when you need help waking up to your life purpose, or you need confidence or the energy to believe in yourself. Okay. This Archangel Gabriel is actually the angel that you see on the tarot card about judgment. Okay. Because he's waking you up to your calling. Next is Raphael. Raphael is who you call on for healing. Then we have Azriel, who is who you call on for mental health issues and anxiety. There's Uriel, who you call on if, you, if you're feeling lonely. And he teaches you how to be alone without feeling lonely, which is really good. There's Chamuel, which is C-H-A-M-U-E-L. He is who you call on when you're struggling with self-love or unconditional love. There's Haniel. He is who you call on when you're having family issues or conflicts in relationships or in your home. Um, there's also Ariel. Ariel is who you call on um, 
when you are grieving or struggling with the cycles of life and death or love and loss. And um, he brings us new beginnings in balance. So he's really good when to call on. And then we have Archangel Metatron. Metatron is the record keeper and he is responsible for miracles and transformations and positive changes in your life. Um, we also have Zadkiel who assists with abuse and forgiveness of yourself and others when you need help navigating negative emotions and also for work-life balance as well. If you're struggling to figure out what job is best suited for your skills, you can call on Zadkiel. Now there is Jeremiel, which is J-E-R-E-M-I-E-L. He handles mercy, grace, and justice. He causes swift transformations in legal situations, but also life situations. Okay. But if you in some legal trouble, Call on Jeremiel, okay? And then there's Jophiel. Jophiel is the bringer of joy. So if you need help refocusing on positive events in your life and you're constantly focusing on neg negative, you can call on Jophiel. Also, he helps to raise your energy level so that you can experience unconditional love. Then we have Ragul is R-A-G-U-E-L. He is the peacekeeper between those on earth and those in the heavenly planes. You can call on him for balance and harmony. Then we have Raziel. He is the keeper of mystery. So he governs the veil between the worlds of heaven and earth, the subconscious dreams, and the he gives gifts to mediums. So um, also known as like he he's spirit to spirit connection is what mediums are basically doing. So he actually helps with that. And you can call on him with help interpreting your dreams to answer any questions you have about the universe. And when you need help working on working with higher energies as well, he can actually help you to access those higher energies. Then we have Sandalphon. And he's the divine nurturer. He nurtures our soul with music and handles all auditory communication. So clear audience. And he also keeps track of our prayers as well. He helps with the creation of mu music. He also helps with sleep and anxiety issues and also calming your soul. And then last we have Brecreal who is the divine facilitator of miracles. He helps with boosting your confidence and morale. He opens your mind, body, and soul to receive love from the heavenly planes. And he helps you to be able to let go of your past as well, okay? Now, when it comes to goddesses and deities, um, here are some other beings that you can call upon. There's uh, Sekhmet is the goddess of healing and medicine. You can call on Athena for creative powers. She is the goddess of wisdom, architect, art, war strategy, and civilization. For alchemy, again, you can call on Thoth or Hermes, whoever you want to call them. But he is the god of alchemy. You can also call on Sharice for extrasensory powers, like psychic powers, Um the Celt he's the Celtic goddess of healing and prophecy. Um, but you should use your intuition and choose whatever deity or uh, whatever archangel feels more aligned with you. But those are just some that you can call on just to get y'all started because you know I'm good at getting y'all started. And um, you can do some research and see who else is out there and what they're responsible for and align your energy with their energy. Because basically we are energetic beings and we end up tapping into other energy. That's it. Or channeling other energy. Okay, so let's talk about the fifth plane being. So the fifth plane beings are the keepers of source intelligence. Again, Ed Edgar Casey and Nostradamus got their information from these beings. Again, Notre Dame channeled the fourth 
plane beings for his psychic abilities, but the intelligence that he got came from this fifth plane. So they are the record keepers who record every event that's happened in the universe. They are scholars, scientists, architects, and inventors, geniuses. Uh, their job is to provide us with information to keep us evolving. So they channel a lot of information to people with open channels like psychics and mediums. Apparently, Albert Einstein was a channel for these beings. And again, I already told y'all Nikola Tesla was on this plane. Now, Nikola Tesla, they don't talk about him in the history books, but they should because he was really trying to wake people up. Also, Enoch is an example of a being that is from this plane. So the energy of Enoch um, became Archangel Metatron, okay, which we just talked about, okay, who is the record keeper. All right, he's the master record keeper. So he's the keeper of all records in the universe. So a lot of spiritual gurus will align their energy to his. These beings on this fifth plane, though, are called the, they also, I'm sorry, not all beings, but there are a group of beings on the fifth plane that are called the wise ones. And um, they are researchers who go out into the universe and gather information that would help mankind and then adjust it so that it can be planted into the consciousness of the earth so these beings are i'm telling you y'all this when i be reading stuff like this it'd be blowing my damn mind okay so they then end up being used for new discoveries so once they actually implant it into our consciousness they'll implant it in either like a crystal formation or a person's mind or whatever it is and it end up it ends up being a new discovery. Like sometimes it can be a cure for a disease. People are able to tap into that energy and then all of a sudden they come up with a cure for disease. Okay. Because everything that we do, everything that is affecting us, we are not actually doing it. We are just channels for that energy and we're just tapping into that energy. Okay. So there are no inventors on earth. We are channeling that energy from this fifth plane. Okay. So they also help to find the perfect human to implant certain information into. And then they act as a guide to that human to help them deliver the information or execute the plan. So they sometimes take human form too, if there's an emergency situation on earth. Next, we have the six plane beings. They are the masters of the multiverse, also called ascended masters. They don't have a physical body because they are too pure in energy to need a physical body, but they are very close to being pure light energy and they oversee the well-being of the multi uni multiple universes, galaxies, solar systems. Um, they possess powers that are not accessible to us as humans in our human form and they are the closest to God energy. So they are the highest point when it comes to energetic beings in the universe. There is no hierarchy, but if there was a hierarchy, these beings are right at the tip top, right next to God. Okay. So sometimes these beings will appear like Jesus if you are religious or whoever you believe in, but they mostly look humanoid or like aliens. Um, because they monitor so many galaxies and so many universes, they don't subscribe to just one race. They don't just look like one thing. Sometimes they look a little off. Okay. Um, but it's because they can't just pick a race to look like, right? So they're not going to look like us. And sometimes they appear as balls of lights or streak, streaks of colorful energy, um, which is crazy because I saw this uh, video by this guy. His name is like Noose or something like that on TikTok. And in the sky, somebody was taking pictures of the cloud and it was like these rainbow, you know, uh, streaks of energy just like kind of like floating through the sky. And he was like, they're here. And um, now that I read this, I was like, oh, that's ascended master energy. And we didn't even know it or I didn't even know it. Okay, so 
If you ever meet one of these beings, whether they're in the light ball form, the colorful form, you will be able to recognize that this is a conscious being through your clear knowing. So they have individual identity still as two because these are on the sixth plane. You remember, you don't submit your consciousness and your memories until you get to the seventh plane of consciousness. OK, so they have their own individual identities and it takes them millions of years to reach this level of consciousness, which is purity of body, mind and soul. So they don't communicate using words at all. It's just energy transfer or telepathy. Now, these beings are preparing to shift humanity and elevate us in consciousness to allow us more love and compassion. But this can actually happen until there's a purging of toxic ass energy, heavy ass energy on this planet. Um, so. They can't do what they need to do and allow us to move up in consciousness until there's been like a purge of this energy. So um, it feels like this is why we're seeing more war and stuff on the planet, because there are separate powers of beings that are trying to stop this from happening. And they know that the toxic energy, um, the fear energy has to kind of go away. So they're trying to do stuff to perpetuate that energy, like the fires in Hawaii, like the war in um, Palestine, because they're trying to keep that energy on this earth because we're, the earth itself is rising in vibration and it's starting to shake loose and move more into compassion and love into the heart space. Okay. Um, but they plan to recalibrate the frequency of the planet. So these masters actually assist us with the ascension. Uh, ascension systems at, as well that come along with them rec recalibrating this frequency okay um, they're not god though but they're just the closest energy to god they can resurrect people they can create miracles they can teleport they have omnipresence they have telekinesis and divine intervention um, they can take any form they want and um, they can even be like a star or an ocean or anything that they want to be these beings can be now they do intervene sometimes when needed through plagues and through natural disasters. Um, but that is just a part of the purge. Okay. So uh, they have to balance the energy of the planet, which makes me think about the calm that you feel after a hurricane, right. Or after a, a huge storm, when you go outside, it's like the energy feels peaceful. You feel like this sense of peace and balance. And so that was really confirmation for what this book was saying. Cause I was just like, Oh my gosh, that makes so much sense that if they send natural disasters and stuff, and it's supposed to be rebalancing the energy, after the storm is over, we get this sense of calm. And if you need a reference for this, watch the movie Twister. It came out in the 90s, I believe. It's one of my favorite movies, y'all. But watch that because they talk about the uh, being in the eye of the storm and how calm it is in the eye of the storm. And after the storm has passed over, how calm it is and how cool the weather is and all of that. Now, the end of the Mayan calendar, December 31st of 2012, marked the beginning of the energetic new earth. So they are bringing us into a place of unity so we can stop being isolated from other beings because we literally think that we are the only beings out there, which means that we are severely disconnected. And these beings are planning to help us reach higher understanding so that we can be more accepting of other energetic forms or other energetic beings that exist in the multiverse. So we will eventually be able to communicate with other beings in the multiverse, but they have to get the fear and the pain out before they're able to open us up to this. Um, so just some prediction predictions that were in this book that are to come. And I just wanted to share them because I was just like, what? This is kind of happening right now. The chaos is only going to get worse and highly sensitive people are going to be able to feel these shifts. We get headaches ringing in the ears, pressures on the top of your crown, on the top of your head. They are all symptoms of us shifting into telepathy. Okay. Because telepathy is something that is definitely coming for us. Also, 
Um, we can start to experience insomnia because as you evolve, you will need less sleep because our physical body is what needs sleep. And as we become more light, we won't need it as much. Same with food. We won't need to eat as much. Kids will start to be born with without organs that are no longer needed um, and also be born remembering, remembering their past lives. Um, this is kind of already happening with animals where they're being born uh, without organs that were previously needed. We're adapting because we're adaptable beings. And apparently these masters have already programmed these changes into our DNA and they will appear at the time when the energy is actually aligned for it. Now, this next part blew my mind because I have been seeing so many videos on TikTok that are representative of this. OK, so they said people will start to get natural powers um, because I've seen a lot of videos on TikTok of people moving the trees and moving the wind or moving plastic bottles with their hands without touching it, moving aluminum foil and making it spin. It was this girl that was creating rings in water by pushing out her palms. And she literally, you know how like when you skip a pebble in water, it kind of creates this ring motion a bunch of rings that kind of go out from the point where the pebble hit. She was doing that with her palms, y'all. Um, it also said that uh, we'll start to experience telekinesis and levitation will be something that is more common, but not like levitation, like in an exorcist type of way, but levitation in like yogis who meditate a lot and they're able to like basically be in that seated position and levitate off of the ground. They're saying that this is going to become more common amongst us. Um, there's also... If you're a highly sensitive person, you're going to need to do more energetic work. I do energy work every single day, y'all. Um, for about two, three hours a day, I listen to healing frequencies on the channel I told y'all about Ninad. And I listen to it with my headphones on. And I literally just try to focus on the frequency. And I can feel the, energetic, the energy breaking down in my body. And y'all would be surprised at how much energy... I will be like, I will do this energetic healing, right? And afterwards I will feel great. I won't feel no pain or nothing like that. I will go to sleep. I'll wake up, I'll go to the gym. And by the next time I do it, I have some energy that's stuck in my body in a place that I know it wasn't the day before. So our energy is constantly being influenced by the stuff around us. So highly sensitive people, you really do need to do a lot of energy work. Okay. Um, because it's going to help you to move that energy and keep it moving. But the last part was super heavy to read. Like me listening to this part about us gaining powers and stuff like that. That was super, super heavy for me to read. So I just want to say that it, it is an indicator that we're not fully yet at the consciousness level that we need to be um, because it's a lot to take in. But just know that these are things that you already have inside of you. Um, basically, once the vibration raised, it's just going to be bringing it to the top. That's it. All right. Now, next is the seventh plane beings. Now, God is on the seventh plane and exists as the God grid. God is just the realization of self. And we are the creation of that. Let me repeat that. God is just the realization of self. Okay. Uh, being your true authentic self is you stepping into your God energy. <laughs> Anyways, we are all literally just different aspects or individual pieces of God interacting with each other. The God energy resides within us and we represent a full unit of this consciousness contained in our own energy energy field or aura, which is like the atmosphere of our body or our electromagnetic field. So you are a complete piece of God. You are a complete energy. You have positive electricity in you or what most refer to as magnetism. We talked about this in the very first episode. Now this magnetism is what attracts and you are also negative or de-electric energy as well, which is the absence of electricity, which repels. You get to decide where you want to be on that spectrum of that energy because you are God. You have all, you are a complete piece. 
All right. So electricity always has to return to its source. So, so do we. Eventually, we will return to this consciousness um, once we reach the seventh density of consciousness. OK, we have to go back to our electric source like we came from our electric source. So um, we do that in the seven density when we complete our ascension process. So we must complete the ascension process so that God can expand. That is everybody's goal, which is just raising your consciousness through aligning your mind, body and soul, balancing your chakras, learning and growing. That is what we came here to do. OK, so. Talking to yourself or talking to your higher self is you talking to God because you are a complete piece of God energy. It is not on you. It is in you, baby. So you don't have to connect with anything outside of yourself. Nobody is coming to fucking save you. You have to save yourself by stepping into your true form, which is your true authentic self. That is how you get everything that you want to get. Okay. So if you keep trying to manifest something or you keep praying, but nothing is happening, it's because you are not energetically aligned with your prayer. You are not energetically aligned with your manifestation. Everything is about raising your vibration and aligning, aligning your energy to tap into whatever it is that you want so that you can receive. Okay. So you can focus on the positive or you can focus on the negative. Your results will match wherever you focus on. You get what you give. So focus on the positive is moving the current is moving with the current that is going with the flow. When you focus on the positive energy, okay, you're going with the flow, not trying to control any outcomes, but just showing up. That's all you got to do is just show up and observe and choose whatever is best aligned based on what you know and how you feel. Focusing on the negative is going against the flow, baby. Basically, you, you swimming upstream. OK, and that is very difficult. So you have to go towards the light, go towards the light. This is what they mean when they say. Step into the light, Caroline, or when they say when you pass over, go into the light. You are not going into an actual light, even though the powers that be have created a portal that is an actual light so that you can be tricked and you go into this portal and you reincarnate without being able to pick your choice. However, that's not what they mean when they say you need to go towards the light. When they say you need to go towards the light, they mean that you need to become more pure energy. Okay, you need to become more light energy. You need to step into your light body, which is your astral body. So we all have an energetic grid and energy blockages come from us being imbalanced or out of alignment with this grid. That is why it's important to let people be themselves or to be yourself in spite of people and stop worrying about the judgment of other people. Because if you conform, you are literally pulling yourself out of alignment. For example, say that you're very passionate about music and you're a first generation college student and your parents want you to be a doctor, right? So you abandon your dreams of becoming a musician. This is something that your soul is calling you toward. And you decide to be a doctor, you end up being miserable all the time. You're resentful of your parents, you're in pain. And that's because you are out of energetic alignment with your energetic grid or your path. Okay. Your passions, your desires, those are things that light the way for you to step into your power. Okay. This misalignment or choice to live someone else's reality pulls you out of contact with God, with this God energy inside of you. And we can only access this energy when we are in alignment. So you are literally betraying yourself to live a life that you don't even want anyways. Okay. So you got to say F all of that. I'm sorry, parents, but I'm going to have to do me and you're going to have to do you. Okay. Don't live your dreams through me, baby. Okay, so every painful experience or undesirable experience that we have was due to us going against our grid. So meaning that choices that we made that caused us pain. So it was meant to teach us something about ourselves that is meant to move us closer to alignment. Because when you go against your desires and passions and you start living life for other people, you literally turn 
off your own water. You cut your own access to your own power, which is your literal fucking birthright. Okay. So you know that you are off the grid through your emotions. Again, check out the emotional frequency chart as referenced before. Joy, bliss, enthusiasm, authenticity are in alignment energy. Okay. It's high vibrational energy while doubt, confusion, unhappiness, fear, sadness, jealousy are all out of alignment energy or very low vibrational energy. So advice, don't make any big decisions without checking that your emotions are in alignment. Then pay attention to your desires and ambitions because those are going to pull you in the direction of flow. Your body, mind, and soul will be able, um, will be out of alignment when you aren't going with the flow. So what does that look like? Overthinking and lack of knowledge, which is your mind, the inability to regulate your emotions, which is your soul and being triggered by everything and being impulsive in your actions, not aligning your thoughts or your feelings with your body, which is, um, how you act. Okay. So what we resist not only persists, but it also expands and grows. Okay. So become aware of yourself and what you think, how you feel and how you act. When you're out of alignment with your grid, you feel a sense of purpose. I'm sorry. When you are in alignment with your grid, you feel a sense of purpose. You are happy. Random things just happen for you out the blue. Life is exciting and you tend to lean towards optimism. Knowledge is true power and you can keep lower energies away from you through gaining knowledge. Okay. Now I know I mentioned the beings of the higher realms, but remember as above, so below, there are also lower realm beings, which we talked about in the astral plane episode. Okay. Um, so if you want to know what those lower plane beings are again, revisit the astral plane episode. Um, but understand that you only can encounter beings with which you are energetically aligned to. So if you keep your vibration high, you'll never have to encounter these lower vibrational beings. Y'all. So we have finally come to the end. So I'm going to give y'all my little conclusion speech real quick. I'm sorry. I know this episode was long, but I wanted to send y'all off right because again, we'll be back in about a month and a half to go over this again. And I really want y'all to come back. So please subscribe, 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 subscribe. So y'all can get a notification when I decide that I'm gonna pop my shit again. Okay. January 3rd is when the second season starts. Okay. Now again, I don't have sustainable energy. So uh, taking a break is really useful for me and I'm trying to continue this for us so that we can continue on a spiritual journey together. Okay. So as a conclusion, let's kind of recap what we learned this season and what I want y'all to take away. Okay. So we live in a universe of energy. We are all energy and so is everything around us. Earth is a special place because it takes us developing through multiple t- lifetimes to ever be with- rewarded with this journey that allows us to physically manifest this energy on this material plane. There are several planes of existence, but Earth is the physical plane and we are all physical manifestations of love or light energy. We are a part of a material physical plane and part light which is, if you remember, light is just a physical manifestation of love. So in this physical material plane, we can um, own things and possess things, but everything in this material plane can be taken from us because everything is temporary. Your car, your home, even your body. But this is just one area of existence. Your consciousness will move on to something else after this, but most of us choose this plane of existence because this is like one of the hardest levels of existence. And through pain, we can authentically choose our evolutionary path using free will. So while we are here, we have a light body, which is of cosmic essence. It's connected to the universe so that we are set up for success in this plane. But the caveat is is that we have to forget who we truly are to be able to make the choice authentically. If you fail, you keep coming back until you remember who you are. But each time you come back, you get to keep the skills you learned in the previous life and you get a new chapter to play. I'm sorry, a new character to play 
or experience with the lessons you did not learn. Okay. So as you are evolving, so is the plane of earth. So eventually it will be easier to remember because earth evolves following the same rules as you right now. Currently we are entering this age of Aquarius, which is happening with us moving into this fourth density of consciousness. Now this fourth density is about love, compassion, and forgiveness. While the third density was about pain and suffering, which is a great catalyst for making the choice of path to service to self or path to service to others. Now, um, the choice happens in the third density, but in the fourth density, the veil starts to lift and more and more people are starting to remember kids are being born, remembering their past lives because the plane slash earth has finally evolved to the fourth density as a collective. So it's where the veil of forgottenness starts to disappear. And we start to remember that we are infinite beings having a temporary experience. Okay. This is what people call a spiritual awakening. Okay. Now the fourth density is about love, understanding, compassion, and forgiveness. And it's associated with the heart chakra. You have a half chemical body and a half life light body instead of a full chemical body in the third density. Okay. So the fourth density, you have half chemical, half light. Okay. So you're able to access your light body easier. This is why a lot more of us are gaining access to our psychic senses and astral body. The fourth density is a 30 million year um, full evolutionary cycle incarnations of are about 90,000 years. So earth entered the fourth density in 2012. The full transition will take about a hundred to 700 years in the fourth density. You are learning to vibrate into your own highest timeline together or as a collective. So in the now or present moment through pure power of unconditional love, we are in the stage of doing this now on earth, still in the physical world, but you have to add in the spiritual, metaphysical, esoteric, subtle energy side of things. Okay. Energy is no longer doubted, but accepted as true and an intrinsic part of existence, whether you understand it or not. Okay, so what's the purpose of this fourth density again? The purpose is to experience one extreme of polarity and raise a desire for less polarity. Polarity is what we actually mean when we talk about duality. Okay, polarity means that knowledge is, I'm mean, sorry, fear is the absence of knowledge um, and that uh, that darkness is the absence of light. Okay, so it means that everything is on the same spectrum. It's just experienced at a different point. So we use our astral body to aid us in expanding our consciousness once we remember that we are spirits having a human experience or a physical experience, but we are here to continue to evolve our consciousness and we do that through knowledge and truth. Okay. The Zodiac slash astrology is the map or indicator to what energy is affecting us in this physical existence. We can use the energy to help us with re releasing habits, wounds, and traumas or manifesting the life that we want. It also tells us where the earth is on the evolutionary path or progression. We are now in the age of Aquarius and Aquarius is about truth. That's why everything is coming to light. People's wrongdoings and intentions. We still have a long way until we are fully at the fourth density. So there are things that we can do or be doing to help ourselves in the collective in the evolutionary path. First, you need to fix you before you fix anybody else. You need to come into balance mind, body, and soul so that you're comfortable with existing as your true authentic self with no fear of judgment from others. Because we know that fear is the absence of knowledge. We need to learn as much as we possibly can about ourselves. So no one can come in and tell us who we are. And we are no longer having this experience of separation. Okay. No more comparing ourselves to others, judging others for what they do. If it makes them happy, it should make you happy. No more seeking validation outside of ourselves. All things that happen 
happen when we are living in survival mode or being ruled by your ego personality have to be out. Okay. How do we come into balance mind, body, and soul? We learn to manage our thoughts so that we need, so we need to meditate. Meditation is practicing how to manage your thoughts. If you can't manage your thoughts, you end up living in the past and overthinking everything. It'll be hard to make decisions and hard for you to set boundaries Two. Then you need to learn to regulate your emotions so that you're not walking around projecting your insecurities onto other people and you're not walking around being triggered by your environment. How do you do this? Shadow work. You need to heal and learn from your past traumas and you have to process them. Okay. You need to feel it. And then so that you can release it because so many of us are holding trauma in our body and, and trauma causes dis-ease, right? It builds up in the chakra and specifically the heart chakra. And it kind of pours out into the rest of the body and causes energy blockages. Okay. So then you need to forgive the people involved and forgive yourself so that you can release the pain. Now, once you have mastered your thoughts and you're properly regulating your emotions, um, when you receive knowledge, knowledge is just truth or information, you are able to clearly think about it and then apply your understanding, which is just your emotions. How do you feel about the knowledge or information? Then with a clear mind and heart, you can do step three. And step three is act, okay, through wisdom. It's applying knowledge and understanding. Once you have the truth, you can then see how you feel about the truth and accurately decide how to apply wisdom, which is just knowledge and understanding. This is how you evolve. This is how you learn. From your past experiences and take different actions or appropriate actions based on how you understand or how you feel about the knowledge. Now, this is the path to higher consciousness or the expansion of your consciousness. You can either continue to reincarnate on earth so that you can learn lessons because the goal is to balance all 12 zodiac signs inside of you. This can be done through you learning alchemy of astrology or you using your birth chart in combination with your life path number, which your soul contract or even human design. Okay. All of these things are meant to help you figure out what type of energy you have so that you can balance it. All right. Or you can transcend this reality through ascension. Okay. The essential, uh, the ascension manual that I talked about before, which I'll give y'all again, uh, in just a second is a really good guide for you to be able to ascend this reality. Okay. And understand that you are not alone in any path that you choose. Your choice is ultimately yours, but your spirit guide, your star guide, social memory, complex energy formations are here to help you. The beings on the fourth plane, the fifth plane, the sixth plane, the seventh plane, they are here to help you. Okay. And provide guidance on your journey, which is what we just talked about in the lesson today, how to contact those guides and how to gain access to the help that is available through your spirit or astral body. Okay. Also beings that you encounter during soul travel and astral projection or the eighth plane where the, I'm sorry, or the fifth plane where the Akashic records are, which is the library of universal consciousness. Okay. Those beings are also here to help you as well. We have also talked about death a little bit because we need to understand that we never die. So there is nothing to fear. We are energy and we transform. So when we truly understand this, we can stop allowing these fear and ego based thoughts to rule our experience here and elevate our consciousness. Okay. We can get out of this anxiety. The loss of something physical, like our body is inevitable. Okay. So we need to understand everything in this material plane where we live is temporary. Once you understand that you'll stop holding on to everything so tight. Okay. Then you can live in peace and balance and you can relieve yourself from the fear of dying. You can alleviate your mood swings and depression and start to experience true joy and happiness. Okay. You can create the life you deserve because you will be in a constant state of attracting. We also have to understand that entities that could affect us in this reality so that we know how to protect ourselves against the dangers of living in this reality where we are at a lower consciousness level, which means that there are lowest, lower vibrational beings who are here. All right. See, protection is wisdom. 
Okay, so that means that you once you have the knowledge, the truth, and you uh, figure out how you feel about it, you need to apply it. Okay, they all need to line up. So now that we have the knowledge and understanding, we can take the appropriate actions for protecting ourselves when we need it. I hope y'all, I hope this was the takeaway that everybody got from this season. I hope you were able to. I hope I was able to help you to understand and to let you know where to find this information on your own and do your research. Okay, do not take my word for it. What Diamond say off a player's club? Don't trust nobody. Work but your own. Okay, heavy on that. I'm bringing you on my journey, but still always seek to know more. That's what life is about. I really hope that I help to drive that home for y'all and help y'all to understand what y'all life's purpose is. Okay, because everybody's life purpose is the same. To learn, to grow, to evolve. Okay, to make sure our mind, body, and soul are in line. How we think, how we feel, how we act. Once we get new information... Right. And then we apply our understanding to that information. We need to make sure we're taking the action that is aligned with that information, period. You keep meeting the same people because you getting different information, but you're not changing your response. You have to change your response. Otherwise, you're telling the universe that you're not learning and you are here to learn. And you also holding your spirit guides back. How selfish of you. Okay, but you're not gonna always get it right. Okay, give yourself grace, but understand. I hope this is what you understand from what we've talked about in these last 16 weeks. Okay, now I know this is a lot. So if you're feeling fear or you're scared, um, to step into your power, take control of your life. That is okay. Do this when you are ready. Spend some time learning because with knowledge, again comes the elimination of fear, the annihilation of fear. The more you know, the more you read, the more you research, the less fear that you will have around this, okay? So you have to educate yourself and I encourage y'all to do that, but know that it is okay if you are not ready to take this step now. Now, y'all, this is the end of the season. Let me give you all y'all resources. Um, again, the book that I've used in these last two episodes is called The Lightworker's Guide to the Astral Realm by Savannah Arienta. Also, please look up the frequency of emotion charts. You can look this up on Google. Um, there's also an anime show on Hulu called The Metal Alchemist. And um, there's a lot of gems on in this episode when it comes to alchemy, if you want to try to understand this. And it's a fun way to you know, understand this is, you know, watching some of these anime shows. Also, I would suggest looking at the Emerald Tablets if you're interested in Thoth and Hermes. Um, also, Chakras for Beginners, How to Balance, Heal, and Unblock Your Chakras by Lisa Hardy. I gave this to you before. And also, the Complete Ascension Manual, How to Achieve Ascension in This Lifetime by Joshua David Stone. Okay, there's also a shit ton of movies and I've given y'all all the resources I can to help get y'all started. I really hope y'all enjoyed this season and y'all know I love y'all deep. I will see y'all January 3rd. Happy healing people and happy holidays.